0: Hello, welcome to Conversations with a Wounded Healer. I'm your host, Sarah Buino. And if this is your first time joining us, welcome. This is a podcast where we have conversations about healing and we talk about the intersectional journey of healing self while caring for others. And today's guest is no exception. Before I get to tell you all about my amazing guest, though, I wanted to give you some updates. I think I told you last month a couple things that were going on with me, and I have an announcement to make. This is something I've been thinking about for a long time, and I didn't want to do it Just I'll just I'll just come out with it. So I am going to begin releasing episodes bi-weekly instead of weekly. So this will be the last episode that in succession has gone week by week. And so the next episode will happen two weeks from today. And I'm doing that. This is so the podcast is literally this is my favorite thing in my life that I get to do. And so I didn't want to release every other week because it's my favorite thing to do, but this is the only thing that's on my schedule that I have 100% control over. And this bitch got to find some more time in her life. So, I'm being an adult. And making an adult decision to do something that I don't want to do, but I'm not apologizing for it because I'm actually, I'm actually really proud of myself for making more space because I have a really special project that I'm working on that I'm not going to tell you about just yet, but I need to make more space to do that. So that's my announcement. And the other things that kind of go along with that and the desire to make space are, you know what? this shit is hard. (laughs) And by this shit, I mean life. And I don't know about y'all, but I have been feeling it so intensely. I think it's pandemic fatigue, plus more shootings. I swear to God, if I wake up and another fucking shooting is on my newsfeed, I just, like, I can't take it anymore, you guys. And I just am feeling all of the feels in the collective, it's been tough right so i'm sure that if i'm feeling it a lot of y'all healers out there are feeling it too so one of the ways i've decided to take care of myself is by getting a ketamine treatment from my psychiatrist uh we talk about those in wait do we talk about them in this episode maybe i think (laughs) but i'm telling you all that now because I just, I want to be transparent. I want to share, you know, I've shared a lot of my mental health journey on here with y'all. And this is part of that. So my psychiatrist offers ketamine treatment. Um, I think it's a nasal spray. And I'm going to be doing that. I think it's eight weeks long. So I'm really excited about it because it's something that I've been thinking about for a while because trauma is tough. Trauma is tough. And it has bested me many times in the past several months. But um, yeah, I'm gonna keep fighting the good fight. So hope y'all are doing well out there. And I appreciate your appreciation. What I'm hearing you all say to me right now energetically is Sarah, I'm so glad you're taking care of yourself. So you take care of you by listening to today's amazing guest. So today's guest totally random. Her podcast person reached out to me and I was like, who is this person? And I looked her up and I thought, I think I'm really going to like her. And I am so glad because I do. I love her now. So her name is Alexa Silvaggio and she is a wellness entrepreneur based in Los Angeles. She's a yoga instructor, writer, podcast host, retreat leader, and CEO of Savage Chocolates, a mindfulness chocolate brand, which BT dubs, the chocolate is amazing i don't even really like chocolate and i ate all of the chocolate immediately when she sent it <laughs> alexa encourages you to cultivate a more loving relationship with your body and self through all that she teaches and she would love to connect with you and we'll make sure to post all of her social media in the show notes so you're gonna love 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 my conversation with alexa Silvaggio. Alexa. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I can only do that because my Amazon Alexa is on the other side of the house. Otherwise, oh, thank God. she would just start listening.
1: She'd be like, what do you need? She's a need? nosy
0: bitch, isn't she?
1: She is a nosy <laughs> bitch. I have a Google Home for that reason. I can't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I'd be fucked.
0: Oh, you would be completely fucked. Yeah, be bad. Well, welcome (laughs) to Conversations with a Wounded Healer. This is exactly what we did on your show, too. We are crazy people. I love it.
1: I'm so glad. I'm truly, like, I've never met you in person, and yet I'm (laughs) really happy to see you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I got to be a guest on your show we recorded recently, and now you're on mine, and we just get to spend this lovely time together again. I'm so honored. We'll tell people before we, we're going to dissolve into silliness and wonderfulness before we do that completely. Would you tell people
1: <sighs> more about
0: who you are and what you do?
1: Absolutely. So first of all, again, thank you for having me on. This is such a kiki. Let's have a kiki. Gotta have a kiki. Second of all, yes, my name is Alexa Salvaggio and I am a wellness entrepreneur based in Los Angeles. I have been a yoga and meditation teacher for years, And I actually wanted to create a product that would encourage us to cultivate a more loving relationship to our body and to food, not just on the mat, but off the mat. Because I feel like we have this thing where we're in our yoga practice or we're on the meditation cushion and we're all like embodied and present and like, yeah. And then we get into our life and we're like flipping the bird at like the guy in the next lane. And we're like checking out for our meals and we're doing all these things that aren't exactly in alignment with who we really want to be and how we want to feel. And so I created Savage Chocolates. My last name, Salagio, means savage in Italian. Mm. Tidbit. Hey, little little anecdote there. <laughs> but through the packaging, I remind us all to pause, breathe, to savor, and to really have a an experience of pleasure, an experience of presence around something like food. Because we don't believe in guilty pleasure. We just believe in pleasure done well, pleasure done Mm. done presently and, and mindfully. I don't have any interest in consuming something that leaves me feeling worse than when I started it. And that's anything. That's not just food. That's drinks. That's partners. That's conversations. Like I don't want to do my life in a way that it's like, okay, I do this thing that is supposed to be pleasurable, but then the pendulum swings and I feel like Mm -hmm, shit afterwards. mm -hmm. And so I created Savage for that reason and just wanted to create a conversation around conscious pleasure and encourage us all to slow down a little bit.
0: And pleasure is almost a dirty word. Don't you think? Like our culture is like, because when I say the word pleasure, I feel a little icky. And that's ridiculous. Like we shouldn't feel that way. No. I mean, not that I want to should on anyone, but we don't need to feel that way.
1: We don't need to. And it's so real. I think when you break down the archetypes of particularly American culture, it's like the hustler. It's like the, Mm -hmm. the renegade, the rebel, the entrepreneur, like those are all really fucking cool things. But when they are not met and matched with feminine or the receiver or the lover or anything that kind of encourages us to slow down, right? That yin, then we spin out of control. Mm -hmm. And I think when you look at our culture, it's about doing more and doing it quicker and Mm -hmm. doing it harder, Mm -hmm. doing it more intense. And
0: And making more money doing it.
1: Yes, exactly. (laughs)
0: Leans into the mic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, it's like a a badge of honor, you know? Like, it's like, Mm -hmm. I think Brene Brown was talking about like two guys in an elevator and one's like, so what time did you finally get home last night? Mm -hmm. And the other guy's like, I didn't even go home last night. I've been working all night. And it's like this weird, yeah, it's like this weird, like I have done more than you have. And part of the reason that I am so passionate about this is because I am a doer. Mm -hmm. Like I am super intense. Like I, in case you couldn't hear it by my voice, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, and they, them, all of the above Mm -hmm. everyone. Mm -hmm. I mean, I am intense (laughs) and like my drive to create is powerful, but if I don't balance it, then like, I'm going to spin off like a Tasmanian devil, you know, we attract what we are. So of course I attract a lot of clients and a lot of students that are also very type A and very intense and successful and and all of those things and that's wonderful but if we can't take time to receive then you know we weren't just born to pay bills and die
0: mhm and i cuz i heard you say creating and that made me think there's a huge difference between creating and producing
1: oh my god absolutely Absolutely. Creating comes from a place of allowing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's more of a channeled like this came through me versus mm-hmm. producing feels like a hustle. Like, okay, I have to like gah, push my way through this. It takes more force.
0: Right, right. And let's not force it.
1: No, why? Right? Like last I checked, like we're all going to die.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like this is it. Unless they can upload our consciousness, which that scares yeah. the shit out of me. Have you isn't it called Upload on Amazon Prime? Have you seen this?
1: I have heard about it. I have not investigated.
0: It's adorable and terrifying. And what there was another show I was watching recently about uploading consciousness and I'm like why? Yeah. Just why? I feel like that is so ego-driven, right? Like why right. is your consciousness so important? I mean, what our consciousness continues we're just not conscious of it, right? I completely
1: agree. Hmm. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, but who we really are does not combust.
0: Hmm. I love that. So let's start from the beginning. Alexa was born. And then (laughs) how did you, Uh, you don't really have to start there, but I'm I'm a Scorpio. Mm -hmm. Yes. yes, That's why my two best friends are Scorpios. What are you? I'm an Aquarius.
1: Oh, I love you. I have a lot of Aquarians in my life.
0: It's so Fantastic. funny. I don't know what like Gemini's and Aquarius are supposed to be BFFs, but I have like almost zero Gemini's in my life. But all these Scorpios, it's totally crazy. But I just love to hear like how you got to this place where you have this incredible wellness company and this amazing, incredible chocolate that I absolutely have to buy. You'll need to give us your website so I can get some of that.
1: Well, A, I will send you some. B, <laughs> I think we talked about this already and I need to send you some. I need to get your address. B, why don't we make a code for your don't we make a code oh do you guys yeah. want
0: chocolate who wants chocolate it. Yay. It. Like, hey, yeah. oh yeah.
1: it's vegan it's paleo it's sustainably packaged mm. it's the thing and it comes with a one minute mindfulness eating meditation
0: so oh, that's the sweetest
1: it's really like a beautiful way to practice eating mindfully it's a beautiful beautiful tool but i was born Scorpio, yes. Mm -hmm. I grew up in California, in San Luis Obispo, California. And my mother owned a dance school. Mm. And my mother was a total powerhouse. She actually just passed away a few months ago.
0: Right.
1: And part of my draw to dance was that she was there. Mm. And so I really wanted to be close to her. And and I happened to love it and be very good at it. So it worked. But I really got involved because I wanted to be close to her. And I never was the receiver of body shame directly. It wasn't so overt, but it was definitely covert mm-hmm. in the sense where I would hear teachers or my mother talking about other people's bodies. And basically the message was hit home very early that, that larger bodies were not mm-hmm. good and that smaller bodies were safe and good. And not only were they safe and good, but they got to wear the pretty costumes. Yeah. When I was like a four-year-old, that was like very important. Right. <laughs> you
0: know? I need
1: the most sparkly one. The most sparkly, the like floofiest for mm-hmm. sure. And so I really digested that. Yeah. When I started digesting that I, I you know stopped digesting food mm. and developed a pretty gnarly eating disorder for most of my life. I remember being a young kid, like kindergarten and mm. finishing dinner and running upstairs to do sit-ups. Wow. No one taught me to do that. You know, it was just this kind of like, mm. I just need this out of me. I can't sit in this mm. and I can't sit in this sensation of like receiving nourishment mm. and it's, it doesn't feel safe for me to be in my body. And that eating disorder continued to ebb and flow, but it really hit its peak when I was in college. I had just mm-hmm. a full blown anorexia situation. And it was wild because I I actually was a musical theater major at Syracuse (gasps) University.
0: Why didn't we talk about that? We need to write a musical together.
1: My God, let's do it. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Let's go. Um,
0: That's what I wish my major would have been, but it was
1: music education instead. I remember this. Yes. Totally. Yeah. So I was a musical theater major (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it was wonderful. I I booked my first equity gig my sophomore year Mm -hmm. and ended up having to take my sophomore and junior year off because I was touring and Mm -hmm. it was wonderful. I was working a lot, but I was unfortunately working as a severely anorexic person. And I hit my rock bottom when I was on my way home to visit my family. I was on a flight to San Francisco. And, you know, after you starve yourself for a long time, I'm talking like a year and a half of like pretty gnarly starvation at this point, mm. you don't really feel hunger very often. Right, right? And I was on the flight back. And for some reason I was hungry, like mm. like ravenously hungry. I was like, wow, this is, this is interesting. Hmm. And flight attendant came by with the cart and I was like, oh, you know, like I'll, I'll get a tomato juice. Like I bet that there's some calories in that at least, you know, mm-hmm. it's better than whatever. And I got the can and of course I had to like dissect it and Look at the back and read the label, and and there were fifty calories in it. I just sat there and I took a breath and I said, you know, I'll have a diet coke instead. Mm. And for some reason, hearing myself say that on that day on that flight, I hadn't seen my family in a long time. Mm. There was a part of me that knew, like, oh, I'm definitely my body has changed. I don't know what I look like because I was very dysmorphic. Mm -hmm. So I think there was like this kind of knowing, but not knowing. And when I handed back that 50 calorie tomato juice, it was just like the plane might might as well have crashed. You know, wow. I really saw it. I was like, wow, I'm really sick. I'm a sick person. Mm -hmm. I'm with sickness. And then my, you know, my sister picked me up at the airport and she saw me and was like, immediately was crying. You know, it was just like, wow, I had, I had Lunago, you know, where you start to grow hair in places you shouldn't. So oh. like you, you grow it on your face and you go like, it's like peach fuzz. Like it's not like hair, like, like a beard. It's just like right, a little right. fuzz. You mm. grow it on your arms and your body is so smart. It's like, mm. it's cold. It's cold and you're in a famine. We need mm. to keep you alive. So wow. we're going to add hair. So you make it, <laughs> wow. you know, yeah, That's it's incredible. Crazy. Totally. And my body really did everything it could to keep me around. And the very next day, my sister took me to my first yoga class and I didn't feel great, but I did feel a sense of presence that Mm. I hadn't felt in a very long time. And I do believe that in so many ways, presence is the the greatest healer. And I felt a sense of embodiment. And while I didn't like being in my body, I was at least able to figure out in some way, shape or form, like, oh, I'm starving. Mm you know, like I can feel them. I can feel that I'm starving. It's not like I'm right here and my body's six feet that way. Mm -hmm. They were somehow starting to join forces. And through that experience and that helped me, you know, feel safe to start going to therapy. And that, that allowed me to explore a ton of other options, but that was really what got me on this path of Mm. wellness. And again taking your mess and turning it into your message. Like Mm -hmm. my mess is around food. My mess Mm -hmm. is around my body and my mess is around presence around my food and my body. And so to create this product that helps us embody our body while consuming something that we as a culture have deemed a little risky, it's chocolate, it's Mm -hmm. not, you know, carrot sticks. (laughs) You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, to, to create consciousness around something that we've deemed a little like, ooh, a little, like the word pleasure. It's like, whoa.
0: Mm. Thank you for sharing that with us. And I was just really struck by the spiritual quality with which you tell it. You know, like I can hear the spiritual reflections in the way that you talk about starvation, really, right. And I definitely lump eating disorders in the category of addiction, for sure, right. It's a process addiction. And in addiction world, you know, we really talk about there being a hole in the soul that we're trying to essentially kind of fill and you tell it in such a beautiful, connected, like embodied way.
1: Mm, Thank you. I've done some, you know, talk about the wounded healer over here. Mm -hmm. Like I've done the work as far as just looking at my shit. There's mm-hmm. so many layers to not wanting to be present with what is and starving mm-hmm. is a really great way to do that. Right. Until it's not.
0: <laughs> right, right. Until you're close to death. And I wonder, because I think that because our culture values thinness and small bodies and pale skin and all these things, I wonder how much The like, what I don't even know what you call it, but like what came up, and I'm just going to be totally authentic here, knowing that this is wrong, quote unquote. But as you're talking about this, I'm like, oh, what I wouldn't give to not be hungry, right? Because of the conditioning. That that I had from my mother who did, you know, she never commented on my body, but same, she commented on her body and other people's bodies. And so, you know, I completely relate to this. And I'm just, I'm just struck by how, even though I quote unquote know that that's not right, that's still my internal reaction.
1: Completely. And that is the power of a society that is so broken. That's not too... Well, it is to blame, actually, in yeah. many ways. You yeah. know, it really is. Like you were saying, like, we've also been conditioned to believe that light, lighter bodies are, are worth more. You know, mm-hmm. we've been conditioned to believe that people with a certain amount of money are worth more. It's like, ugh, these are golden handcuffs. And mm-hmm. these are really fucked up handcuffs. Like, it's all, it's all bad.
0: <laughs> these um, are fucked up handcuffs. <laughs> yeah. That is it.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's it. These are fucked up handcuffs. Like mm-hmm. we're like, oh, we got to like work for that. Like, we want to work to starve we want to be okay with not being hungry. Like, I mean, here's truth time. My mother just passed Yeah. and my mom had stage four cancer and was emaciated when Mm. she died. Wow. And it's one of those moments of like, we're all striving to be emaciated. And this woman, my sweet mom would have fucking given anything to be able to eat something without being sick or eat something and let it put weight on her Mm -hmm. oh my god she was like oh like I remember when she started to really get thin she was like I just want rolls like I want rolls of fat like I want to be a grandmother with a huge belly she's like I just want this so bad and it's just, it's so heartbreaking how many of us are holding in such high regard this body type that literally means we're wasting away to no thing. And I think it speaks volumes also about our perspective as women around taking up space and around, you know, Glennon Doyle talks about in her book, Untamed, she talks about how one of the highest compliments you can give a woman is that she's selfless. Boof. Right. Right. But that's it. You know, it's like the height, like, oh, that mother is amazing. She was so selfless. She made food for everybody else. She Mm -hmm. ran to every kid, picked up the the kids at the game and then did six hours of work. And then she wrote her book later that night. It's like, Mm -hmm. so the highest compliment that a woman can receive is that she loses herself completely. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, Mm -hmm.
1: okay. Well, that's information. And, you know, microcosm, macrocosm, how would that not make sense as a physical form as well? That you are worth more if you lose yourself completely.
0: Whoa. Yeah. All right. That's
1: a quote we pull out. (laughs) 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 But it's real. I mean, it's like holy fuck. And how beautifully patriarchal that Mm -hmm. when you're so obsessed with the size of your thighs, you're not going to find a cure for cancer like you're not gonna yeah. learn another language you're not gonna like be a dog mom like it doesn't matter yeah. what your purpose is it could be a doctor or a dog mom it doesn't matter mm-hmm. but you're not gonna do it wholeheartedly if you're obsessing about the size of your thighs you know like we're here to live a life on purpose a beautiful way to knock you off your purpose is to obsess about the size of your thighs it's mm-hmm. time consuming you live in this body this body is your home while you're here it's the vehicle for your spirit mm-hmm. it's not an ornament. It's a vehicle. And when we're spending so much time obsessing about it, like you're not going to do what your soul is here to do. You're just going to be stuck in a loop of self-hatred, which is exactly what patriarchy wants.
0: Well, all of that. Yes, (laughs) yes, 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 yes. And I'm getting angry right now because I'm like, I'm in some ways, happy that I was born in this time. And in some ways, like, I just wish I could see what happens when we get to the other side. And it's nowhere near in our lifetime, probably not even the next generation's lifetime. But I'm just like, I'm just really feeling into the shift. Like we're headed towards the divine feminine, right? Which is why the patriarchy is pushing back as we're talking today, there's been a fucking another mass shooting, right? And all of it is a is an energetic reaction to women waking up. <laughs> this is a, a, a simplification, of course, right? I had a conversation with a friend of mine who is a white male and... He had sent me a video about some shooting and he's like, what's your psychological analysis of this? And I was like, white male rage. And he's like, what does that have to do with race? Like, blah, 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 blah. And it's hard for me now that I've crossed the line and I can see the white supremacy and the patriarchy and everything. It's hard for me to draw the line back to the people who don't already see that. But everything that you just said was just like a painful validation.
1: It really is. And it's like you said, like once you see it, you can't unsee it. And you see how, you know, if you look at a hologram, like mm-hmm. a, an image, do you know that if you cut a hologram in half, you'll get the same exact full complete image on both. You can cut it what? again. You can cut it infinitesimally. And it will continue to divide into perfect huh. divisions of that exact same image, no matter how many times you cut it.
0: Severed hologram would be a great album name
1: maybe that's the name of our musical
0: severed hologram let's
1: do it let's fucking do it it. yep llc um (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so Mm. it is all a microcosm to the macrocosm you can't see things in one space and not see them divide into every Mm. other space Mm -hmm. and that's just where we're at
0: Let me take a moment to just interrupt this amazing conversation and remind you that Head Heart Conversations is a webinar series that we're hosting for psychotherapists, and it's designed to invite your inner healer to the forefront of your personal and professional life. At Head Heart Therapy, we approach healing from the inside out. And we believe that in order to offer the best care to our clients, we therapists must do our inner work as well. And at this point in history, we're called to move beyond the old ways of being and courageously step into a new paradigm. Therapists are poised to support our clients' transformation, but we must also transform ourselves. And in this four-part series, we encourage participants to learn about themselves as well as enhance their clinical skills. And our second webinar takes place on Friday, May 7th. It's titled Trauma from the Individual to the Collective. And myself and Raelle Grayson team up to investigate how trauma affects a person internally and how that personal impact informs our collective experiences. There will be a special in-depth focus on racial trauma and how we begin to heal from the traumatic impact of white supremacy. And as a special thanks to Conversations with a Wounded Healer listeners, you can get 20% off your order by using the code PODCAST when you register. For more info and to register, visit www.tinyurl.com slash hhconvos. Mm. And what's so interesting and also very creepy to me right now, there's something my computer is clearly having uh, the same mental breakdown that I've been having today. And there's this weird pixelated thing that's happening. And it's almost like your image is breaking down. So it's like, is someone in fucking Squadcast like trying to break down? Mm. <laughs> I'm not that conspiracy theory, but it's, it's just really interesting to me that that's what's happening because like your eyes started to look weird. I'm like, is she crying? What's happening? And now I'm like, oh, it's, it's pixelated.
1: Well, that's Weird. Um, that's pretty wild, and kind of leads me to say the pixelation piece. I mean, that was another huge part of my healing, and I hope it's okay to talk about on your show. But a huge Whatever part of my oh my god, I love you. A huge part of my healing was plant medicine. Was working with plant oh, medicine.
0: Oh, oh, tell me more. I actually yes. am going to start ketamine sessions uh, <gasps> with my psychiatrist very soon. So
1: tell me more. Oh my God, I'm so excited. So you're going Mm. to participate in ketamine sessions. You're not going to be facilitating them. Correct.
0: As a patient. Yes.
1: Life changer, total life changer. Mm. And it's not for it. Like if you're listening, it is not for everyone, but if it does Mm -hmm. resonate, I invite you to start to do some research and and reading Mm -hmm. on this. There's so much information out there, but part of the pixelation piece is sometimes when you are on plant medicine, it looks a little pixelated. Mm. So that was, I was like, oh, that's interesting. But I was actually teaching a yoga treat in the jungles of Tulum and Mm. met a shaman there and felt very called through many experiences. I I had been thinking about it for years and then I met the shaman and was like, oh, great. Okay, this is an opportunity. But it was through that first ayahuasca experience that I Mm. was able to really see myself as separate from my body and yet Mm. living in my body. Mm. You know, like this is not who I am, but this a vehicle, is, like you said, a vehicle. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. it's a it's mm-hmm. a beautiful vehicle, like mm-hmm. ah, sweet angel vehicle. But mm. that was really part of what sealed the deal. Cause you can know something yeah, you can know it and then you can know it in your heart or you can know it and feel it in your body. And it's, it's such a different integration when you experience, and it's so hard to even put into words something like a psychedelic experience, because that's kind of the point is that it's kind of larger than that. It's more divine than that. And of course, I recommend if you're interested in doing an experience like this, doing it with a conscious facilitator or a therapist Mm -hmm. or a medicine shaman who's been doing it for a long time, the integration process has to be very, you know, it needs to be integrated. It's not just this thing where it's kind of like dream interpretation, really. You go into these spaces and, and you set your intention of what you're wanting to work with or work through and you receive this information and you download it and then you get to integrate it. And it is this kind of like dream interpretation. You're like, wow, well, what does that image represent? Or what does that mean to me? Or how does that make me feel? Or what is the message behind that? And starting to really untie some of those knots and also to feel that sense of connection to all things, that sense of oneness that is who we really are. But we're here on this human plane to have this separate experience because that's going to proliferate our soul's growth, right? Like Mm -hmm. this. Moment of separation is what allows us to touch, to feel, to taste, to smell, to know something Mm -hmm. other than just unconditioned, unconditional love. But to go into a space like a medicine circle and to be reunited with that same sense of connection to source, Mm -hmm. it's a remembering yeah, more than anything. Listeners who've been
0: listening to the podcast for a minute have heard me tell this story, but I'll share it again. And if you want to go back and listen to the episode with Livia Boudrys, this is where I tell it. But I I had a spontaneous Kundalini awakening in a therapy session when I was in trauma treatment, when I was in residential treatment. And what you're describing of that, that connection to source and that the sweetness with which you can relate to yourself was exactly what I experienced. And it was all something that just came out of therapy. So I'm excited to go on an intentional journey with the aid of ketamine and see what what shows up. Because I just had the appointment yesterday where it's like the intro and she was describing essentially that, you know, of course, we as humans, our neural pathways are geared to go to the negative because we're trying to keep ourselves safe. And psychedelics point us towards the positive and point us towards more compassion and more love and more connection. And I'm like, I can already tell the way that my brain has changed since having that Kundalini awakening experience that I, I didn't even have access to the positive before in terms Whoa. of relating to myself. I could do it in a superficial way, but not really. And now I can notice myself going back and forth at times majorly yeah
1: yeah i mean i think that that's it exactly it well first of all shakti pot good work <laughs> that kundalini awakening is like mm-hmm. is exactly what you're talking about i mean that is a psychedelic experience yeah. that comes from by the way you don't need psychedelics to go through that like right. you don't need psychedelics to get there you yeah. did it exactly I was in
0: Treatment where everything was like no caffeine no no yeah. anything
1: yeah. <laughs> exactly you don't need it but it's helpful um Mm-hmm. And that's it is, is you take those lessons from that space, be it Kundalini Shakti, or whether it is a ceremony, and you reintegrate it into your life. And you do the pendulum swings, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a remembering and a forgetting. The opposite of remember is not to forget the opposite of remember means to pull apart, to make separate. Mm -hmm. So to remember who we are and to remember that sensation of kundalini or that sensation of psychedelic ceremony, to remember means to reintegrate, to remember who we are, to integrate it all. And that's it. So we're just continuing to remember it. And then we, oops, there it goes. And then we remember it. And that's the human part, right? Like that's the human experience part. That's normal. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm, I so,
0: love you. Oh. I missed, I missed you. We talked last week. <laughs> no, we People be like, why do they keep having each other on each other's podcast? It was so annoying. Because it's fucking lit. <laughs> we, well, we just have too many things to talk about. That's the problem.
1: Exactly. I need to have you back for sure. So. Yeah. Well, post ketamine. Actually. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yes. A friend of mine, Lauren Tauss. Actually, I should introduce you guys. Yeah, might be a really cool. She has a podcast called Embodied Life. And she is a MAPS-trained ketamine psychotherapist.
0: MAPS is the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, right? Just telling the the listeners.
1: Thank Mm y'all. And she has a full practice. That's what she does is is ketamine-assisted. Oh,
0: yes. I definitely need to have her on the show.
1: Yeah. I think you guys will be out. And I'm sure she'd love to have you on hers, too. Mm. She's doing such amazing work. And Mm -hmm. You know, they always say, and I have to validate it in my own experience that doing, whether it's ketamine assisted therapy, whether it is a medicine, you know, journey where you go to Peru and you study with a shaman for a month, it is a year's worth in a night. Full integration. It's not for the faint of heart. It is not for people who haven't already looked at their stuff, who Mm -hmm. don't have some sort of grounding practice themselves. Who aren't willing to continue the work mm-hmm. after? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a quick fix. It's a lot of work in a night or in a few sessions, but it's continual. I think of my first medicine ceremony that I did in the in the United States. I was actually with my mother.
0: My mother mm-hmm. and I did it
1: together because she had just wow. been diagnosed. She had just been diagnosed with stage four cancer. We knew she was going to die, and she was given six months. She ended up living six years. But we went to a, a medicine circle together and. There was so much in that. And that was six years ago. I am still getting downloads from it. Like I'm still receiving stuff from it. Like I just had to download from it like two weeks ago. I was like, oh, that's what that was trying to show me. Okay, got it, Mm. got it, got it, got it. That's really big. It just takes its time integrating. And that journey with my mother, I I watched her die in the ceremony. (gasps) oh my god yes the medicine was like this will happen and this is what will happen afterwards and and this is how you're going to you know heal from this and and you can't make this shit up (laughs) Mm. (laughs) you know like Mm. you you really can't it's amazing
0: I'm really curious because a lot of the work that I've been doing in therapy has been exploring the anger that I have towards my parents and in all of the medium sessions that i've had with with psychics over the past few years typically what what they will say because like i want guidance i want support right from my fucking dead parents and it's always that they are that they're done with this life and they just want to like do what their souls are supposed to do now and it's so interesting so i'm really curious if they'll even show up for this or if they'll just be other ancestors that show up so i'm even more excited about it now after talking
1: i cannot wait to hear how that goes for you you gotta give me your numbers we can just ask about it (laughs) perfect yeah exactly (laughs) yeah totally but you have to ask ask and Mm. see what comes up because part of it may be that they're not supposed to and there's information about too. really
0: point the psychiatrist was telling me, write down the intention. And and that can be part of it is saying, you know, I'll just ask for ancestors who can support, you know, this, this healing part of my journey.
1: Yes. Yes. I've journeyed since my mom passed Mm. and she came to me at the journey um, (laughs) through someone else who didn't know that she died. (gasps) And she came up to this. So you sit in a circle, you set your intentions. It's a very like ceremonial situation mm-hmm. it's beautiful it's really beautiful yeah. and then once you drop in you know you can connect to each other and have conversations if you feel called you can also sit by yourself you can also do whatever mm-hmm. you need. this woman came up to me and she said hi I don't know her I don't mm-hmm. know this person she just came up to me she said I don't know why but I feel really called to tell you that your your mom is here mm-hmm. and she just wants me to hold you for a while if that's okay
0: oh I would have I so hard. I'm my eyes would
1: falling out. I did. And she held me for like 45 minutes. Oh my God. And I just received that.
0: And mm. it was right after she had passed.
1: It was like a month after she had passed.
0: Mm. What's coming up for you right now as you remember that?
1: Oh my God. What So much. I mean, that was really, mm. that was so what I wanted from her as a child. Mm. Just to be held. She was such a powerhouse. Like, mm. Truly a powerhouse. She ran her own business. She owned 30 properties throughout the state of California and was managing them all. I mean, she was mm. like, she was just a busy, busy, busy woman. And there's no blame. There's like nothing but reverence and respect for her journey and what her soul was here to learn. But but that was what I wanted mm. as a child and as an adult. Because I right. was very much her caretaker in the last six years of her life.
0: Mm.
1: And she knew that. She wow. Knew that. Yeah.
0: What a beautiful journey you've been on and obviously very painful but so you know just talking with my my friend this morning cuz she also just started her ketamine treatment so we were talking about it together and she's like you know those of us who are willing to step into the call that our our soul has in this lifetime like it is so painful and you're reminding me right now that it's okay yes like the struggle isn't forever and it's I hate to be like oh the struggle is productive and that makes it okay but <sighs> it it makes me feel better knowing that it's not for nothing and that this is part of my soul's evolution so thank you I really I really needed that today
1: I'm holding you so close right now and I just feel it. I'm really really just I'm right here with you I'm walking right beside you and the exquisite and the excruciating and everything in between get a seat at the table because the soul's evolution requires that you hold both in order to have the fullness of a human experience. And the good news is nothing lasts forever. And the bad news is <laughs> right. nothing lasts forever. Yep. To be able to sit with what is, whether exquisite or excruciating, that's the proliferation of our growth. That's it. Ugh. I can hold this plutonium in my belly, this, this everything, this life force Ugh. and I can be on purpose, that's light and shit right there. <laughs> you know, like if you can do that, like you're Ram Dass. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right? Oh my um, God. Because it is not for sissies. Mm-hmm. This human journey is not for sissies.
0: Mm-mm. Oh, what a gift you gave me. Thank you.
1: Oh my God. You are giving me everything. Thank you. I'm so <gasps> honored to be with you to
0: be with you like this. <laughs> I know, right? Oh man. I wish you could see me so we could connect in that way. But it's so funny because I get a ton of emails from people like reaching out like, Hey, let's have this person on your show or whatever. And of course. 99% of the time I ignore them just because I usually am like, I want it to be someone that I seek out. But the something about your assistance email was just, it was Clearly not a template, which is why I responded. Actually, you tell her that. Good job. And I'm just so, I'm just so happy that we're connected. And I can't wait to meet you and squeeze you at some point.
1: Totally. One hundred (laughs) percent. I'm so here for it.
0: I have a feeling you're tall, though. Are you tall? A
1: little bit. Not that I- that's a bad thing, but I'm five feet. So I'm just I'm thinking of the... Like, you carry yourself like not a short person. True. You carry yes. yourself like a like an energy of a uh, length. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Yes, I get that. It's funny. Being a singer, right? You're on stage performing. When I come off stage, people will be like, oh, I thought you were like five nine or five yes. ten and I'm five feet.
1: I love it. <laughs> get it. Oh. I'm giving you like a five
0: eight. You're actually five eight? I'm actually five eight. Yeah. So you give five eight and you're five eight. And it's I have very integrated.
1: I've matched <laughs> my insides and my outsides match.
0: <laughs> so but yeah, I don't know why my soul chose this tiny little body, but here we are.
1: It's fabulous.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank fabulous. you. Well, we're coming to the end of the hour, and I didn't even ask the questions I normally ask, but I don't give a shit because I think everything we talked about was way more important than anything scripted. No doubt. And the audience will not care either. I'm sure they're all like weeping as well, along with us. Love you guys. But well, we didn't even talk about your podcast. Tell them about your podcast. What's it
1: called? Oh, look, the podcast is dope because <laughs> this human being is on it. So all is well in the world. Savage Life Cast. It's all the rage. It's really cool. I have some really inspiring teachers like Sarah mm-hmm. on there. So check it out. Also, oh, I actually do have a new course coming up. Mm -hmm. That's called Savor Yourself. Savor, which just Mm -hmm. means to make something last, right? Mm -hmm. It's a course about cultivating Mm self-care, particularly in this time. You know, Mm -hmm. this time of (laughs) transition back to real life. Also this time of revolution. Mm-hmm, it's, right. it's, it's oxymoronic but when we are in a time of revolution self-care needs to be a priority if you want to do something epic you have to fill your own cup first so yeah i would love to um send you the link to that as well please please and we'll get you a code for your beautiful listeners to get, yeah. a, to get a nice discount for some savage chocolates if they want you know yeah. to just enjoy something pleasure-filled but pleasure done well pleasure done presently
0: i love that and where else can they find you? Instagram, website? Yeah,
1: the gram. I'm at savage.practices on Instagram. And she
0: gives good gram. Oh, let me tell you. Oh my God. You're good with the TikTok. Is it reels? I, this is where I, my my Gen Xer is showing like, is it the reels? Is it the TikToks? What's, <laughs> What's on what? the interim?
1: Yeah. Oh, I don't understand. Well, and I actually truly don't, which is funny. Oh, I started TikTok, by the way, like 10 days ago, because- I started working with a marketing person and he was like, just stop, like, just get on it. I know oh you God. don't like, it you're resisting, deal with it, do it. And I was oh like, okay, my God. Good. we're going to do it. Wow. So, so, but it's great because you do the TikTok and then you have your reel for Instagram, so.
0: Mm, well, I'll take the info for your marketing person too.
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he's great. He's so good. He's so good.
0: Oh man, Alexa, you're a friend forever now. No doubt. You're stuck with me.
1: I'm so down. Mm. Totally. now to be stuck and thank you for your beautiful heart and thank you for Mm. your time and asking important questions and holding space and creating this container Mm. i'm grateful
0: thank you We didn't even get to the healer and wounded healer question, but I don't care because everything that we talked about was about healing. So I hope you really enjoyed this conversation and that you love Alexa as much as I do. To find out more about her, you can go to our website at www.headhearttherapy.com podcast. Thanks as always to Andrea Klunder and the Creative Imposter Studios for editing, to Liam O'Donnell for the album art, and to Ben Mueller for our theme music. Until next time, wounded healers.
1: Bye-bye.